You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, Denver? Have a really cool podcast today with a few people in the studio. We are highlighting a young couple with a newborn at home that was able to leave both of their engineering jobs in quarter one of this year to pursue flipping and investing full time. And a big reason able to do that is because of Derek Marlin with Elevation. And Derek, how are you? Doing great, Chris. How are you? Doing really good. Love always having the studio as we do like our deal or no deal on flip analyses. This one's a little bit of a different uh, spin on there because we actually talked about this deal in the last episode. Right. We ran through the numbers on there because it's, I think, your most profitable flip it ever. Was. Yeah, at that time, yeah. Um, and then it came back because we were brainstorming other stuff that the this was a partnership flip and the partners you did it with right. uh, took your academy a while ago. Actually, listen to the, the original podcast they two did. years ago. Yeah, our series with you. Yeah, took the academy with you and I'm doing a flip. Fast forward a few flips, and now they have left their job. So really cool story to highlight yeah. how they've done that because they've done what a lot of people want to do. Exactly. And I know you've been an instrumental part of it. So our guests are Jesse and Rachel. Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning. morning, Chris. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm very glad to have you guys here. And um, I did not realize this until we we're prepping this podcast 10 minutes ago that two two years ago, Jesse, you're in your cubicle at work listening to the podcast series that Derek and I did. Exactly, yeah. I, I assume that was not your first interaction to real estate. That was not my first interaction, no. we So back spent, up, where'd you get bit? Oh man, we probably spent like a year um, learning about real estate investing, learning about flipping, all the different podcasts, all the books, you know, reading as much as we could. And eventually came across, you know, the podcast that you and Derek did two years ago, uh, which was Flipping in Denver. Um, which, you know, when I found it, I told Rach, I was like, man, this is like exactly what we want to do, you know? So I listened to it while sitting at my cubicle at work, you know, and, um, yeah, fast forward two years later, here we are, you know, doing this full time. So, so full disclosure, one time, how Jesse and I got into real estate though, was we had just started, uh, just graduated college and just started working at our engineering jobs and wasn't necessarily loving it kind of realized that we didn't want to sit in a cubicle for the rest of our lives. And one weekend, we went to Breckenridge to go ski, just Jesse and I, and we were sitting at Breckenridge Brewery, and we were having some beers, and it kind of started having tipsy conversation as to like, okay, what can we do with our lives to give us the life that we want, and how can Mm -hmm. we support ourselves? And long story, but my mom, I've always loved interiors and stuff like that. And my mom has always told me I'm going to be an interior designer and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what I was going to school for. And so we rode this engineering wave. Long story short, we were having a tipsy conversation at Breckenridge Brewery. And I was like, what if we flip homes? <laughs> and we were young and drunk enough to kind of just roll with it. And then that's when that year long journey started of research and learning and listening to podcasts that was Mm -hmm. it was almost a full year after that until we invested in our first property um but that's kind of where it started so why flipping homes was that i mean tip classic hgtv watching inspiration or what was it yeah i think so and also we knew that flipping we were we had just graduated college we had no money and we knew that flipping homes was kind of the faster way to make cash faster compared to rentals. And rentals is something that we are really looking forward to getting into one day. But knowing that flipping is a short-term investment and 
you can make a little more money quicker. And that's what we needed in the time um, of being, you know, broke college students who didn't have a lot to start with. Yeah. All right. And she was very attracted to the design aspect. Mm-hmm. And me, I, you know, I'm very attracted to business and numbers. So it was kind of just like the perfect combination of the two. Yeah. For you, Jess, it makes sense. For you, Rachel, engineering and interior design, yeah. they're usually <laughs> like different it. sides of the brain, yeah. <laughs> but hats off to you. That's amazing because my brain does not work that way. Um, all right. So you guys having drinks at Breckenridge Brewery, figuring out how to optimize your life, go to flipping, and you bought your first flip before working with Derek, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. right. The first flip, quickly, thumbs up, thumbs down, make money, lose money. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. It was also a partnership flip. We also worked with another investor, not um, as big as Derek, but it was with another investor who really showed us the rope. It was not nearly as profitable. I think we walked away with 15 grand grand together at the end of the day. So the total profit was 30 grand, Mm -hmm. um, which we split with our partner. So not a huge, you know, it wasn't going to replace our salary by any means, but we learned a lot. Oh, the education. Oh, the education was by far, you know, the best part of that deal for sure. So what, what, what month in the year was that approximately? We bought that with our partner in February of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then we sold that summer. So about June, July of 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I think from time on after that, you got plugged into the podcast series Derek and I did. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So I know later that year, Derek, in 2019, we published seven or eight part series on yep. flipping because I mean, you know, you you have a great uh, fix and flip redevelopment business for yourself, but you also have the education component yes. and consulting component to help other investors right. like Jesse and Rachel go out there and do it. Yep. And it was a blend of, hey, how you're flipping and also how to help other people like, like how our investors here do it. So you guys heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, super great detail you went into there. I've gotten lots of great feedback on there. And then you ended up uh, going to his academy, right? Yeah, that's right. So I listened to it. Um, I saw, I think it was on Instagram. Hey, we're having an academy like next week. It was literally the next week. Yeah, you I guys signed up kind of last minute. Yeah, I like, saw it. Like, Jesse guy? <laughs> I, I told Rachel, I was like, babe, I'm going to this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was on a Friday. So I, I had to take work off. I had to take a day off. But I went to it and, you know, when I left it, I was like, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is what gives me hope that we will be able to do this full time one day. And That's great. Yeah. And I, uh, to backtrack, I don't think I did, did justice to what you do at Elevation, Derek. So why don't you fill, fill everyone in because I feel like I did not do a good job communicating that. Yeah, no, it's exciting that you're right. You and I are almost two years out and we're going to be re-recording Elevate Your Flip just to kind of deal with current market conditions oh, yeah. and changes. So we're excited to do that. Um, but yeah, it's funny. People think that we're crazy. They're like, you're training your competition. Mm-hmm. And we're such kind of growth mindset people and abundance mindset instead of scarcity that these guys are the poster children for our ideal client in that they're smart, they're motivated, and they're super hard workers. And they went through our academy in November of 2020. So obviously with COVID, that was a handful of months in. We're all masked up. We're super spread out. And and, and we know that in our, our academy, which is a very intensive one-day step A to step Z, people can absolutely take our course and walk out of there and never call us again and, and be successful. But the reality is, is probably 50% of the people want some extra support, guidance, handholding. And Jesse and Rachel were the perfect um, clients to, to partner up with and work with. And the reason we do this is because we know people are going to come across deals that we wouldn't otherwise see. And so we'll jump into how we sourced it here in a minute, but they saw a property that we would never otherwise see. We married up because we had the education, the training. Yeah. We then on our partnership flip, which is what we did with these guys, 
they purchased the property. We funded the rehab and truly made a, you know a one to one partnership. And so it was cool to see them go through the academy, us do a project together, and then we'll talk here just a little bit about where they are now as full time investors. It's like it's funny because we all have kids at different ages at this table. My kids are now teenagers, but it's fun to kind of see people kind of succeed and fly on their own with us or without us. So it's just this super rewarding thing that. Um, you know, they're always in the family, but it's awesome just to see what they've accomplished. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, so give a quick, so you go to the academy, which I mean, hey, it, it, it takes time away from work. So you're losing PTO. There's an investment to be made in there, which is always, you know, it's a big thing to go through. What was like your big takeaways from the academy with Derek? Like what was like, you said it like gave you the confidence you could go full time one day, but can you be specific? Like what about we're like, hey, we can do this. Just the way the way that Derek does business, it's very systematized. It's very organized, um, you know. And it gave me the confidence. Like, it doesn't have to be this big jumble of you know different things. Like, you can jump into it and you can know exactly the steps that you need to do to accomplish a flip. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat, and do it again and do it again. That makes total sense. The way you lay things out, I think, is uh, probably love at first sight for an engineering brain. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's, it's organized and linear, right? <laughs> um, so, okay, so you did this, and that was October, November, twenty nineteen, or no, twenty twenty, November of twenty twenty. All right, so quarter yeah. four, twenty twenty. When did you guys do the, this partnership flip that was the most profitable ever for you? We so we saw it. I saw it come across my inbox early December, 2020. So it was just like two or three weeks after I took the yeah. Academy. Okay. Um, and then we had set up a, a time to meet with Derek, Rachel and I, and just kind of go over like our goals, what, you know, what we wanted to do with flipping. So more like and just business planning. Super great mentorship opportunity to just yeah. kind of go into things. Derek had no idea that we like had this uh, property in our inbox mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. And I, the second so just coincidence came, between mentorship meeting and this just hit your inbox exactly okay. exactly and you know when it hit my inbox i looked at it and i said oh my gosh this is like this is an incredibly great deal so i got off you know got out of my email called the guy i said hey i want this property just let me come check it out let me make sure it's what i think it is and you know we'll see if we can move forward two days later we met with derek and afterwards but backing up a little bit this was a huge property yeah, it's yeah. really big <laughs> this yeah, is a yeah. really big property and jesse knew jesse spotted this as a great deal but truth be honest we had we didn't have the means or the expertise or the knowledge or the funds yeah. to do this all on our own but we knew that it was a great deal mm -hmm. so after going through the academy it was kind of just like the stars aligned and we had this meeting set up and we kind of pitched it to Derek and it was go, go, go from there. Mm -hmm. So can I, can I back up one more? Cause it's always a question that I have and I get asked all the time on the podcast, mm -hmm. the properties your inbox. Where'd you source the property from? It was a wholesaler, local okay. wholesaler in town who, yeah, they do, they do their own projects, but they also wholesale stuff that they, you know, either they don't have the time or the resources or it's too far from them. So they'll send it out to their, um, their list. And I was on that list. Um, and yeah, I looked at it. I couldn't go to sleep that night because I was mm -hmm. like, we need to get this deal somehow. <laughs> what was the high level Lo location price point? Just the quick, quick so dirty. It was in Littleton, just Northeast of Ken Carroll. So just above, um, just North of Chatfield state park. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was 
a uh, 5,000 square foot house, you know, so super big house. The giant house in the suburbs. Giant house in the suburbs. And it was- With a pool. With, with a, pool. a pool. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah, a pool. This, yeah, this again was like, we didn't have the time, money, or resources yeah. for this because we were still working full time. Um, but I just knew that it was, you know, such a great deal. Um, and obviously, you know, it's a big house and it was listed at 490. Well, it was whole wholesaler uh, sent it out at 490. And I thought, you know, ARV was somewhere in like 700s, 800s. So I thought that it was a really good Got some deal. spread there. Mm-hmm. All right. So you hit this and I know, um, you know, speed is very important when it comes mm-hmm. to sourcing these deals. You guys go walk the property. And I don't, if I recall, you weren't bumping shoulders with many other investors there, right? No, there was just one other guy there. It was us and another guy. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, it was just us two. But, um, you know, talked to the wholesaler afterwards and he said, you know what? You reached out to me first. If you wanted, it's yours. Ooh, so, first right of refusal? Yeah. So again, I, I, I'm not an active flipper. I've done one, but I'm curious, Derek, like, you know, knowing the market back then mm-hmm. and just flipping in general, um, I'm just kind of, I am surprised that two people show up, good property, good locations, like a great price point. Two people at a, looking at property seems very low for a fix and flip. Or am I just incorrect on my perception? No, it's really low. And this is probably a little bit of conjecture, but I think that it was maybe that it was over the holidays when they were sending mm. things out. And so like Thanksgiving I, yeah, or uh, I no, guess Christmas to, holidays, yeah, Christmas, closer to the Christmas okay. holiday. And so maybe some people were out of town. It was, you know, it's funny we're recording this in 2022. So it's obviously relative with prices, but getting closer to 500 as a buy side and then selling in the 800s was a little bit more expensive which is kind of hilarious now that that's not even median home prices. Oh, I know. And then they sent it to me and we, I think we even did a FaceTime and I was like, done, we'll take it. We'll work with you guys. We'll partnership up uh, or partner up and do a partnership flip. And yeah, the numbers were really good. And there were only two people. And I love this um, investor and this wholesaler because he's just like us. He's a great guy, does a lot of really good business. You've got good rapport. Um you know, I think he's smart and knows you don't have to have 30 people to make the right spread on a property. Um, we actually bought a separate one from him and he made a really significant wholesale fee, but I was happy to pay that all day, every day, just like we were happy to pay. This is a pretty good wholesale mm-hmm. fee for him, but just his, you know, saying is leave meat on the bone. So there was plenty of profit for us. And then we were super attracted to this one because I personally live in Centennial so right next to Littleton, and we knew, and Jesse and Rachel picked up on this, there was nothing that was um, fixed up in this area. So the great thing was, is it was a little higher on the price point side of things we had in the low $800,000 as the ARV, you know, which stands for after repair value. What are we going to sell this thing for on the back end? But we knew there was nothing that was fixed up. So, so that's an advantage. Side, not yeah. having not having like finished remodel products is an advantage, even though it might be set and pushing the, the price ceiling? I think so in the, in the suburbs. And it's funny because a lot of our colleagues, sometimes like everybody wants to flip in the Highlands and everybody wants to flip in Sloan's Lake and Congress park. And that's great. We do those too. But a lot of times we get outbid on those properties and we're great with the burbs. Yeah, you are. Probably honestly, our top five deals have been from the suburbs because you're competing with something that's been built 30 years ago and it's been nicely, modestly updated. But this thing looks like it's straight out of HGTV and you have to drive 10 miles plus to get something that's equally as updated. And so if it's just remotely close, there were, I mean, this one was beat up. There was definitely a lot of work that needed to happen. But like cosmetic mostly? It was weirdly like a giant cosmetic remodel because the basement was already finished. Um, We had to do the roof. We didn't have to do the windows. It had a pool like Jesse and Rachel mentioned. So it, it needed a heavy lift. I mean, we had 
over $232,000 into it for rehab. But part of that was because we had to do 5,000 square feet of drywall. You know, so it's yeah, just, just a big property. It was just a big property versus we've done projects that are far, far more involved, adding basements, doing structural work, um, adding additions on. This wasn't it. It just needed tons of work. So for us, um, it would be ideal had we seen comparable sales or comps so we could know where we could sell it when we were fixed up. But I was super excited because I knew in this part of town, good school districts, everything was 10 years dated at the best case scenario. So we knew we would sell this in a minute. So what was the, um, just kind of like the offer inspection process like? I'm, I'm kind of curious too, really from like your guys' point of view, Jesse and Rachel, I'm pointing at you guys on the podcast, um, your point of view, because you're you're bringing a partner, Derek Nelvation on here. Mm-hmm. What was that like from your perspective as a newer investor and just the process negotiation? Like, did you take the lead to Derek? I just want to kind of hear it from your, your perspective. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, Derek, definitely helped us with the negotiation. You know, we, we took a look at it, said 490, I think we can do it. Um, you know, we walked through it. We kind of went through like all of our numbers that we thought were for the rehab, we thought it was going to be. Um, and then afterwards we kind of just told the wholesaler, you know what, 490, we'll take it. Um, and so we, you know, Derek definitely helped us with that, especially, you know, being of, you know, first time investors, having somebody like Derek to help us with the negotiation and kind of go through this, you know, all of our numbers of the rehab, what, you know, what's going to cost what uh, was a big help. So I I, I know you teach your clients to do their spreadsheets due diligence. How good or how not good was their numbers? How close was it to what you estimated? Well, the funny thing on this one is their numbers were definitely good, but there was so much spread and we were so excited to see this opportunity. And I did know there was at least one other person who was considering it. I mean, just napkin math, you could have said, yes, 100% okay. we'll take this deal down. So you almost didn't, our normal process is go in with our nerdy two-sided spreadsheet, spend about an hour and, and to about 95% efficiency, we're comfortable in budgeting what the rehab will be. With this one, you could just look at it and know that we're buying under 500 um, I think our first round of ARV was 825. We slowly bumped it up because the seller had a six-week post-occupancy agreement where she could move her stuff out and the market just kept going and going. So we kept kind of moving our numbers up. But even then, they did a good job of, of looking at it and ballparking it. But when we're doing our projects, on average, it, we're at about $50 a square foot for rehab. So we knew just using that super basic math, this is you know has a good opportunity to be a home run type of a project. I think I cut you off a minute ago, Rachel. You're about to. Oh no, 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 no! I was, I was just gonna say along what we were talking about <laughs> that in the process of what was ours, what was Derek. So we acquired the property, and Derek, um, in his partnership, provided for the rehab and walked us through all of the rehab, which was crucial to us, considering that we were working full time at our um, engineering jobs at the time. So it was really great for us to acquire the property and Derek to do the rehab. And we got to learn and meet with him once a week um, throughout the project and really learn firsthand from. Yeah. And takedown, was this just a hard money loan essentially, or you know, funds from elevation along those lines? Yeah, so they used, you. Got, who did you use for hard money? We used Indicate Capital. Yep, okay, Indicate great. It was a hard money loan, yeah. local lender. Yeah, they're they're a great local hard money lender. Yeah, yeah, we like them. All right, what was any any surprises on the inspection process? You get the contract, earnest money, do mm-hmm. the inspection. You know what? The most surprising part was during the post occupancy. We were trying to get into the property to kind of like you know solidify our numbers with our contractor, oh, right? And <laughs> so this five thousand square foot house was you know there's one 
woman that lived in there and she would not let us into this house. I was emailing her, you know, hey, just following up on my last email, <laughs> like six different emails. I was, was calling lovely. her, you know, trying just being, you were being sweet pleasantly persistent. It exactly. sounds like, and at some point <laughs> she was just like, you guys aren't coming into my house. And, you know, she left Justin a voicemail cussing him out one time <laughs> for a property that we now owned. Yeah. So this was after a close. Yeah. This was after, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she was defaulting yeah. on her contract anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the, the most surprising part. And she was the as, owner, not the tenant, right? Well, she was the, t- this the, was after we purchased it. Okay. But was she the tenant or was she the, the seller owner? She was the seller. She, okay. She yes, was, she okay. Was, so, okay. Yeah, family home. Seller. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, All right. So, um, got the acquisition now. Um, I've got all my questions. Anything else you want to fill in on there or like tips you give to like yourself two years ago or three years ago to other people in your position for move on to like the actual like rehab process? I would say, you know, if, if it makes sense, um, you know, it doesn't matter who it's from wholesale or MLS, anything, if it makes sense, go for it. You know, if, if there's enough meat on the bone there to make a little bit of money for you off on the back end, go for it. You know, I love that. Don't care about the source. Numbers make sense. Yeah. A lot of times I see this, you probably, I mean, people think the source is more important than numbers. Like, right. no. Care if it's a wholesale deal. It's yeah. a crappy wholesale deal. It's good. I must deal or vice versa. Right. Like, all right. So deal looks good from your perspective, Rachel. My perspective would be to work hard because during this time when we bought this property, we bought this property. We were working full time. We actually had just bought another property around the same time, just Jesse and I. Um, so we had two properties. For, for a flip. For mm-hmm. flip. Um, so we had two flips going at the same time. And we were working full-time at our engineering job. And I was pregnant. <laughs> so <laughs> we were going through the ringer this year. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But it was a lot of hard work. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that to do this type of stuff, to do flipping, you don't need a fancy college degree. Like I got a fancy college degree in engineering and now we're not even using it. And I kick myself because to be honest, I didn't really like it. And I like <laughs> <laughs> got in a little bit of debt going to college. And now I'm like not even doing that. And you don't need a fancy engineering degree or a fancy degree in general to get into real estate. And there's so much money and fun to be had from our perspective. So mm. I think it's just a lot of hard work and and yeah. you can be successful for sure. Well, the thing is when you're in school, when you're in high school or anything like that, you take those tests and say, oh, you're good at math and science. And then you say, oh, well, what's good? You know, what job can I get with my math and science and makes a lot of money? Yep. Engineering. Engineering. And that's yep. just kind of the path that you go towards. Life. Because you I know, know that say. song and dance. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hard work is definitely one. There's, I mean, there was nights where we just, you know, we were so overworked. We would leave work super late, you know, 6 30 7 30 some days and we would have to go check on a project yeah and i would yeah. call house flipping our 7 30 to 10 30 p.m job and weekend <laughs> job because we would work at our engineering job till 6 30 7 30 whatever and then we would work on house flipping from 7 30 to 10 30 and do coordination or something like there were times we were like busting out um yeah. window trim in a pitch black house because the sun had already gone down i mean just the window like guys 9 coming the next day. Yeah. yeah and um, like every single weekend and stuff like that. And it's a lot of hard work, but anybody can do it. We don't, you mm-hmm. don't need this or that. Like, like I said, we didn't have a lot of money when we started or 
anything like that. I think it's just a lot of hard work and learning and knowing your resources. I, I love that you paint the picture that way because I think, you know, this is, you know, it was your side hustle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. turn your side hustle into a profitable venture that could replace your your full-time career. Our main hustle. Yeah, your main <laughs> hustle. But like you, I mean, it, it takes hustle. It takes sacrifice. It takes that yeah. grit and sweat equity. It takes risk. And that's something where like, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that or realize, hey, you're going to eat a year and spend a year or two that way of, mm-hmm. you know, eating a four-letter word from 7.30 to 11 p.m. each night. Yeah. It sucks. But that's how you get through the end, which you guys are now. Yeah. Totally. Um, I want to jump these numbers, Derek. Yeah. And I've got your spreadsheet pulled up Perfect. here. And this is uh, your spreadsheet elevation, which it's a free download on our free toolkit yeah, on the absolutely. website. It's also on the elevation website as well. Yep. Email us, but it's a it's a great spreadsheet, simple one. Can you walk us through this from a high level, Derek? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you brought up a really good point. We try to keep things simple. I actually used to have a much far more complicated spreadsheet, but there's really not any need for it. So really, what we're looking at is what it, what are you purchasing the property for? Um, this one we actually collectively bought it for 490, but our lovely um, seller slash tenant, um, one woman, um, kind of grandma type lady, trashed the property on the way out, which was hilarious. So actually, she unfortunately liquidated her entire security deposit because she tr- like not just left to the mess, but actually like trashed trashed it, it like r- ripped out you know stair railings to get her couches out, sawed off parts of the kitchen, left us two dumpsters worth of stuff. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy that we were always joking. And and again, Damn. Jesse and Rachel own the house. And so we just said, hey, we're going to try to get our contractors in. And she's yelling at us saying, if you come in here, I'm going to give you COVID. And I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> I've, I've had more sane people that are far younger and far more mentally unstable than than this um, lovely grandmother um, type person. So that our, doesn't seem typical to me, though, for like an owner-occupied no. seller. I would think normally like... They, there's got to be some emotional connection to them, right? Like there had to have been. I know that, you know, the family got raised there and I think there were some challenges behind the scenes. Yeah. And so we tried to be sensitive. We said, sure, no problem. And we'll just, because our normal system is commit to the property and have all of our pre-planning done that before we close this thing out. So we have our scope of work built out. We have our materials ordered. We decide which fixture and finish package we're going to do. We want to have things dialed so that our goal is Closing happens either that afternoon or worst case, the next morning, dumpsters in the front yard, it's go time because we measure everything on dollars per day, which is how much net profit are we making based on how many days we hold this thing. So we want to do this as fast as humanly possible. So actually, yeah, the purchase price was 485, but we liquidated that uh, or 490, but we liquidated that security deposit. So So really 485. Bought it for 485. Um, And Jesse and Rachel mentioned before that I think our target when we first acquired this or committed to it in December of 2020 was 825. We quickly thought 850. The market continued to run. This was one of our our higher end flips because we knew it was going to be a really nice product. And so we ended up um, actually listing it for 925 and we received several offers and then ended up closing right at a million dollars. So our sales price point was a million dollars. As we mentioned, the rehab was, was just actually 241 was the all-in rehab. We did a couple change orders. So that much more than the original budget, like 232 was the original budget. Um, We made some strategic decisions to improve the property a little bit as we knew we were pushing the ROI. So probably could have lived with not replacing some of the exterior fence. We did the fence because it had a secondary kind of RV type parking space. did a little bit nicer backsplash, but we didn't go crazy. I mean, this is probably hard for Rachel because she has a beautiful design eye. Yeah. And I was really trying to tell him like, okay, guys, let's not over-improve. Let's keep our profit here. 
and now she does you know beautiful remodeling and beautiful work um but it was still even though it was a really nice property it was make it the nicest that it is but don't overimprove because we're just we're kind of giving up margin there um but we probably spent on average about an extra twenty thousand dollars all in total on upgrading a five thousand square foot house that was a million dollar type of property um and then sold it all in so our, our net profit was just over 20 percent roi did a little over 160,000 or $170,000 total in profit. And the way that our partnership flip works is that at closing, Jesse and Rachel or our client gets reimbursed whatever they either purchase the property for, or we do partnership flip with clients. And let's say it's a family house, mom and dad move into assisted living or something happens. So whatever's the value of the home at closing, they get that back. We get our rehab funds back. And then whatever's our independent interest rates, everybody gets that back. Um, back out all the closing costs, and that's how you you measure your net profit. And you split the profits after everyone's reimbursed, everything's paid off, right? Yep. After everything's paid off, it's a 50-50 split. Yeah. So on this, you know, example that you know that had, let's say the the seller or homeowner would have decided to partner with us, they would have made an extra forty or fifty thousand bucks in extra profit after the 50-50 yeah. split. But in this case, you guys made about eighty six thousand a piece each, right? Mm-hmm. Each, yeah. Both, both yep. partners, Next. Elevation and then uh, J&R Homes, mm-hmm. which yes. you guys are flipping business. Yep. So you actually mentioned to me, I want to ask you about this phrase because this is the classic thing. Like, especially you mentioned you got the interior design uh, you know, mojo. How'd you balance from like going HGTV to making sure that uh, you didn't over-improve the property? Well, Derek is a great mentor. He kept us in check. <laughs> That's a nice word for it. You probably want to be like, but I want to make it nice. I always feel like it's like where a shot caller came like, no, no, think yeah, about that, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually Remember went the for training. this property. We actually went to Florin Decor together. We did. Um, me, Jesse, Derek, and Mel. And we went and walked and talked about, okay, this is our budget. And he kind of gave us a little free reign and then kind of like wheeled us in whenever it was getting crazy. And it's funny, there's like the one of the bathrooms in this house, the upstairs kids' bath, as we like to call it, is like a funky tile that I feel like I would never choose. But Derek and Jesse are obsessed with it. And it turned out we great. Are. And it actually <laughs> looked beautiful. But um, it is funny. And I think that having Derek as a mentor and going through this process really wow. does reel me in because I do need a little reminder here and there that this is a business and you want to be profitable. And while I want to build a brand for JNR Homes at the same time of quality and beautiful homes and have a you know certain style, it also does have to pay our bills at the end of the day. And that's what we're here for. So Derek as a mentor, again, was key in that. So what was the biggest like takeaway or educational, you know, tip you guys got to build your knowledge base from doing this flip obviously profitable flip great partnership flip what did you guys learn i was like oh yeah boom this helps you out in the next flip and the next stage of your career big takeaways i feel like one of the bigger takeaways as far as rehab goes from my perspective was always always have a contingency because you're going to use it yeah and so always count that in don't say ah maybe we'll use this extra you know 10 20 grand you're going to end up using it because that's just, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of how the business goes. You run into things that you don't expect. Um, you know, sometimes it's like with this particular project, um, we spent a little more in order to hit that higher price point. Um, but for me, that was probably one of the biggest takeaways from this deal. And then in terms of um, kind of fast forwarding, because we were, as we kind of wrap up 
this flip, which was very successful. Congratulations, by the way, guys. Um, Want to talk about your future plans, but Derek, you threw some numbers before that this property sold whatever a year and a half ago, wherever it was, then it got retraded, and they were just shocking numbers, which kind of highlights the market we're in. Could you? Yeah, it is. I'm going to flip to my notes so that I get this right. Because yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling, honestly. So, just in very general terms, we partnered up with Jesse and Rachel, committed in December of 2020. There was a rent back. So we started in February of 2021. And then we listed the property. Um, you know, we bought it for 490. We had an ARV after repair value of 825, 850. We started to see where the market was going and we decided to price it at 925. And we listed in June. We had multiple offers and we sold it for a million dollars in July of 2021. Um, side note, one of the kind of crazy things that we had actually very little experience with is there was a pool in the backyard of this property. And so it was really tough. I know Jesse was amazing with trying to hound every pool company in all of Metro Denver, but between COVID and lack of workers, we could. it was so hard to get a bid on repairing the pool. Um, so we, we did a little price concession at the end and said, you guys figure out the pool. Um, the, the folks that we sold it to, I believe they're from Texas. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, out of state, maybe just didn't end up this area didn't resonate with them. So they put it on the market in February of 2022. So this year, a couple months ago, they listed it for 1.15 million. They did a uh, primary bedroom closet remodel. So there was, this is a seven bedroom house. And we even thought about it for a minute of, there's this interesting little room that was perfect for either a home office upstairs, great nursery, but we just said, let's keep the max number of bedrooms to justify the price point. They converted that bedroom into a really nice walkthrough closet. And then they added one more egress window in the basement, which again, normally isn't what we do. We have one egress window, we don't do two. Um, so let's say we were talking earlier, maybe they did 15 grand worth of work. Um, they listed it at 1.15 and we just double checked. It closed last month at $1,290,000. So December of 2020, <laughs> 490, March of 2022. So what, 14 months or whatever, almost $1.3 million. That's crazy. So that shows, I mean, obviously we spent a lot of money rehabbing it. Well, we, we spent a quarter million dollars. We, yeah. Yeah. We forced appreciation, but still the market is just crazy, even at this price point. And again, in that area, you think, you know, we were looking, we're all collectively looking, trying to find other flips in that area. And there's still not a lot out there. And so they were able to just, you know, spruce it up a little bit, um, make a nice little profit and move back to wherever they moved to. And onward and upward. So yeah, just crazy end back at numbers of this property. I've never had that happen. I've had one where somebody resold it for kind of a modest increase, but it's like they flipped it and we joke they did far less work and less brain damage than we did and yeah. probably made more money. So they, uh, we're doing some mental math. We're a little yeah. envious of that one. Uh, good job, homeowners. Uh, win, win, win around there. Yep. All right. So as we wrap this up, guys, I know, I think Rachel, you said you left your job in January this year. Jesse right. was March. Mm-hmm. We're recording this at the end of April. So, I mean, you guys are fresh out of the, the cubicle, as you said. Yeah. What What's the future plans? Where you go? Where are you going with your your investing career and J and R homes? So currently, we're working on our fifth flip, um, and this one is just us two in the Welshire neighborhood in Denver. Mm. Um, so we currently have one. We're looking for more, but as far as our goals. I think at the end of the day, if we can just make what we made at our engineering job, we would be completely happy with that. You know, that's it's more time for us. 
right now, time is just the most valuable thing with our, you know, eight month old and, you know, many future children we want to have. We want to have as many kids as we can afford. (laughs) So, you know, time is very valuable to us. So at the end of the day, if we can just make what we made at our engineering job, we would be completely happy. But, you know, truth be told, the market is very successful right now. And we felt like we really needed to take advantage of this hot market while it's very, very hot. Um, So quitting our jobs and doing this full time is all around just the best decision for us and our family because A, we're a little bit more passionate about it, maybe a lot of bit more passionate about <laughs> um, real estate and B, it provides us the opportunity to be with our family and to be active like we like to be and not be in the cubicle all day long. So yeah. And I mean, right now with this market, like Rach said, it's just, you know, we're able to make a lot more than we did make at our engineering job. And we would love to get into like the rental space, um, hopefully later this year. We have big plans as far as short-term rentals, long-term rentals, Mm -hmm. um, continuing to flip houses and stuff like that. You know, we're very understanding that in the real estate industry, you need to ebb and flow with the market. Yep. And if rentals are producing more, then rentals are producing more. If flipping is a great option, then flipping is a great option. Mm. Um, You know, we're very invested in education and staying involved in the ebbs and flows of the market. So we're looking forward to it. I love it. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. It's exciting to see. And I mean, enjoy the ride. It's it's a blast. Um, I got one kind of question to pick your brain on because this is, you know, end of April. We all know interest rates have just gone up the last what two months, maybe mm-hmm. two and a half months now. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about from the rental perspective. Uh, you're flipping. I know this fifth flip you have is a you know a million dollar plus price point in ARV. Mm-hmm. Um, on interest rates rising, you're forecasting for does that affect your ARV at all as you're forecasting things? It's like hey, we got to sell this. We all know financing is oftentimes a big part in monthly payments. Right. Mm-hmm. How does the raising interest rate environment? along with our rising price environment, does that impact your ARV forecasting? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in and take this first. It, it's something that we're really sensitive to. I think that in the price point that Justin and Rachel are doing right now, it's probably a little bit more sensitive where, remind me of what your ARV is on your current project or where you think you're going to be ballpark. It's around 15517. Okay. okay, which is obviously when we just say it as a, as a numeric, it's expensive. It's not inexpensive. But then I, I was reading an article in the business journal and that the the quote unquote million dollar house is almost now going to be the average house. We're going to meet in, in price Metro point Denver. a few yeah. months, apparently. We're going to hit the, you're right. That's going to be for, for city and county of Denver. I believe that will be actually the median home price. I think median home price for the entire metro area is almost $700,000. Yeah. So they're not fixing up um, and getting out of a crazy price point or whatever. So I think that that interest rates are important, but we always talk about this. We're such big supply and demand followers mm. that interest rates, we we do need to be sensitive. I think there's a certain small segment of the market that theoretically maybe couldn't have afforded whatever price point you're in. You probably should have been 50 or 100 grand below. Mm-hmm. And at 2%, you can make those numbers work. At 5%, you probably can't. But you know, last month there were just over 2,000 homes for sale in all of Metro Denver at every single price point. So with the amount of people moving in, with the amount of people trading up, um, even multi-generational families coming together, we still see a huge boon for for strong flippers selling housing market. So we're sensitive to interest rates, but it's not a deal breaker. You know, if we're recording this podcast nine months from now, we're talking about 8% interest. 
yeah, just raw dollar amount of how much actually you got to pay at 8%, that starts to, I think, affect things. Um, yeah. But I know these guys are doing a great job. We're all open to different styles of properties. Our current repertoire of what we're flipping right now is we did you know the million dollar house with these guys. We've done a handful in the 800,000s. I just bought a condo um, that we're going to sell for $250,000. So we're open to anything. It's just very deal specific so that you can be nimble and maybe not quite as focused in on interest rates. Great. Engineer brains? As far as, you know, with interest rates, the whenever you're buying, you just have to buy right at the end of the day. If your AR, if you think your ARV is going to be this, for us, at least the way we kind of model it, we don't count on, you know, appreciation in, in six months. Oh, we're going to be able to sell it for this. We say, right now, what is this thing going to sell for today when we close on it? And that's kind of the number that we stick to as far as ARV goes. And if, you know, if there's appreciation for the next six months, crazy appreciation like we've seen, then great. You know, we'll, we'll make a little bit more than we anticipated. But as far as when we buy, we stick to the ARV that we think it is. We try not to overpay anymore, um, you know, than we think we, we can buy at. And, um, that's just the way that we like to do it. And contingency can play a factor in that too, making sure you are accounting for contingency, making sure you, like you said, aren't necessarily accounting for the raises and prices and stuff like that that are may or may not be coming. Um, just buying smart and buying right. Jesse's really good at the numbers aspect of our <laughs> business and there's lots of deals that I'm like, we should do this. And he's like, no, this does not. This is a little too risky. It's a good partnership there. It's a great yeah. partnership. Yeah. I'm going to um, keep him. <laughs> yeah. So as we wrap up here, like the way this kind of has come full circle with, you know, you as you guys were getting into investing, you heard the podcast, got connected with Derek, obviously a huge uh, catalyst for a su- successful career, leaving your jobs. And, you know, this podcast is all about giving the local knowledge and also like the local community, the local networking. Mm -hmm. So on that note, obviously you guys are active in the marketplace, looking to network. Um, How can people reach you and who are you looking to connect with? Well, people can reach us on our Instagram at JNR Homes. Um, should have some really cool photos based on your background, Rachel. I'm expecting like we have really cool before and after yep. photos. All Lots right. of this property too. Lots from yeah. the this project. one that we're working on right now is going to be is it's going to be really. It's cool. going to be one of our favorite ones that I think we'll ever do. We're super excited for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, people can you know shoot us a DM on there. Um, and what's think, your handle again? At J and R Homes. Okay. Oh, J cool. and R Homes. All right, and we'll um, put in that show notes too. Yeah, and I think our email and our number will be on the show notes too. So, yeah. you know, if people have any questions, feel free to reach out, email, Instagram, anything like that. Cool. So. Love it. And then Derek, I know during COVID, it's been a while since we caught up. You were like right. on and off again with some Elevation Academies. I don't know what the latest news is on the education you're doing out there, but how can people learn more about what you're doing and kind of give us a high level of what the what you've going on this year with the changing... Uh, marketplace. Yeah. So people can reach us. Our website is elevationinvest.com. And then they can reach us on both Facebook and Instagram at, at Elevation Invest um, to connect with us. We're trying to do as much content as we can of all different um, scopes of work and different client features and um, working with people from a partnership flip perspective or a consulting perspective. And then, yeah, COVID did throw us for a little bit of a loop. I'm, I love teaching in person. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we'll probably do a bit of a virtual component, but I still think there's something great about physically being in person. So we've got an academy coming up in mid-July 
And that academy is what Jesse went through. It's the one day intensive class where we'll teach people from A to Z. And then they also get our updated fixture and finish package. And actually because of this project and because of Rachel's design, I, we created a sixth way that we fix up and flip houses. So we want to systematize everything. So every single thing that you're going to put in the house is in one spreadsheet. Yeah. So it saves hours and hours and hours of work. And now we can do a little bit higher price point. And then we just had an interior designer that we hired, um, update it for 2022. So that's something that clients get. Yet. So we'll be doing that here in June and we'll, we'll put that in the show notes and give your, your audience a discount, but we'd love to, to have some folks out and, and do some more in-person learning. And then whether they take it and run with it on their own, that's fantastic. Or whether we partner up or consult or whatever else, we're just here to hopefully do more business with everybody. Great. Well, thank you guys, Jesse, Rachel, Derek, always a pleasure. I love learning this listener reviews out there. Any questions, reach out to any of us, obviously flipping, reach out to these guys or the experts. I'm not. But thank you guys so much, and I'm going to enjoy watching your guys' success. Thanks, Chris. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank Thanks, you, everyone. Thanks.